0: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Encounters with Darkness. And I am your host, Ashley Greathouse. Yes, it's me. And my dog Kiva. Of course, he's here with me. So, in this episode of Encounters with Darkness, not only am I on video doing this. That's right, everyone who's just listening to me on my podcast, you can jump over to my YouTube channel and actually see in person how awkward me and my facial expressions are. Because we're awkward. I don't even know where to look. Do I look at myself? Do I look at the camera? (laughs) I don't know. I'm just going with it. So anyway, this is a very special episode. It's super special. Because I'm going to share with you The most terrifying encounter with darkness that I have ever experienced. It's so terrifying that I've really been freaking myself out over it this past year. Okay, here it goes. So I have a new novella coming out that I've been working on this past year. And I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life that's caused me to put the brakes on it. But I had a goal in mind of when I wanted to release this anyway, so it, it worked out. It's fine. It's coming out August 28th, 2019, which is my anniversary for the first time that I published one of my stories. So yay, happy anniversary to me on that day. Woo-hoo. And the inspiration behind this came from and I even I even put like a little dedication spot in my book stating that the inspiration from The story was based on real events that happened to me. So I'm going to tell you about the real encounter with darkness that I experienced. And at first when I experienced this, I thought, or I told myself, my little kid brain, that it was my great grandfather. Because if you go back to episode one, then you'll know why I thought that he Loved to scare me, as I talk about in that entire episode. Even after death, (laughs) he loved to scare me. Now, could it have been logically explained with me just being crazy and not dealing well with the first loss that I've ever had to deal with in my life? Probably. Or could it have been supernatural? Probably. It could have. I don't know. I'm not an expert. I'm just telling you guys things that have happened to me and what may or may not have caused them to happen. Now with this encounter, I kind of knew, even whenever I was trying to convince myself that it was my great-grandfather, that it wasn't him, because what appeared to me, and how it appeared to me. So I've always been afraid of the dark, which was probably my great-grandfather's fault. But we're not here to point fingers, especially when it comes to someone who's not here to defend themselves. So, yeah, I'm thirsty. <laughs> not really, I just need coffee. Show. I, I've always been afraid of the dark. I'm still afraid of the dark. I know, I write scary stories, but I can't watch horror movies, and I'm terrified of being alone in the dark but anyway I didn't keep my room very clean which sucked for me at nighttime because having a pile of clothes and toys and stuffed animals all laying around your room really looked even creepier well it's not that it looked creepy to begin with but it looked super creepy in the dark because did that move what is that is that a monster am I gonna die I don't know Hmm. I don't know So I would always like scan my room, see if any of these piles of whatever were moving, and if they were going to eat me, and if I decided that they weren't going to eat me, then I would just close my eyes and fall asleep. And once my eyes were closed, even to this day, once my eyes are closed, I'm not opening them. Mm -mm. Because if something is there, I'd never want to see it again. Ever. Once was enough for me. So, what I saw was at the foot of my bed was a guy and I I mean I guess it was a guy it could have not been a guy it was just a complete shadow which I found out later in life that there's something called shadow people which are like entities and no one really knows are they demons are they demonic like what what are they? I don't, no one knows. But they're their own like classification of paranormal thing. So, yeah. So, maybe it was a shadow people person. I don't know. Another coffee. This stuff really creeps me out. Because it for real happened. Alright. The only thing that I could tell about this thing, this figure, was that I was wearing, like, a hat. And kind of, like... The hat that I have over there, but not a top hat. When I was writing my book, I wanted to actually put a name on what this hat was. So I I googled it. And I searched forever until I was absolutely positive that I could identify what style of hat this was. And it is called a pork pie hat. How fun is that to say? Pork pie. Oh my gosh. Pork pie. One more time. (laughs) So pork pie is pretty fun to say. Last time I promise. Anyway, he's wearing that hat, or what looked like. But it, it, everything about him was a shadow. So hat, everything like there was no, there was no shading difference or anything. So it's just a silhouette of a person, and what I could imagine to be that hat on on its head, and then like a really long trench coat. Now, the logical explanation for what this probably was, is that maybe I saw some type of character on TV that dressed the exact same way, and then I had my very first and only sleep paralysis moment as a child, and this was just my dream merging with reality. He, uh, didn't move. I was super scared. I went to scream. Literally, nothing came out of my mouth, and... Finally, like, I don't really remember what happened after that. But the next morning, I remember telling my mom about it. And of many things, my mom told me that that was not what happened. Which, she was probably correct. That was probably not what happened. It probably was some type of sleep paralysis. That's not how it was explained to me. When I was a kid, though, it was just, you had a dream. Like, there was no... A child of the 80s here early 90s like there was no explanation like that that was given to me it's just you're a kid and that was just a, a bad dream go on with your life you're not seeing demons in your bedroom yeah but I don't know if it just scarred me and like just got to me that bad but Even sometimes to this day, I'll be laying in bed and I feel like I can feel that same presence standing over top of me and it's terrifying and I won't open my eyes and look at it. No, I I can't. I know that that makes me like extremely childish, but I can't. And writing the Shatten has been super hard. You can, I wish that I could be like, ask my family. You, you can attempt to, but I highly doubt that any of them are going to talk to you. But maybe they will. Because it's pretty funny. And my kids has been making fun of me hardcore. But it's writing, writing the Shatten has been crazy difficult. Because in the back of my mind, I'm like, what if this thing was a thing? And what if it has followed me around my entire life? And as I'm writing this story and I'm twisting everything and, you know, making this like a really, really scary story, it's kind of just like over my shoulder. Like, really? That's what you're turning? That's how you perceive me? I don't know what it, how its attitude would have been, but it's probably, probably like that. And it's probably not happy. And what if it's like a guardian? I don't know. I just got afraid of it and scared of it. What if it's like seriously like watching over me when I sleep, like making sure you're safe. And then I'm sitting here turning it into like some type of demonic type creature. I don't know. But I just, I feel creeped out and I feel weird about writing about something and twisting it in such a way when it was something that actually happened to me and terrified me forever. But anyway, a year ago when I came up with, this is what I want to write about. And I know I've talked about it before, but I'm going to repeat myself because I like to do that. But my, my writing process is, I like to think it's unique. And it makes me stand out. But I have a lot of author friends, and guess what? <laughs> my writing style is not that original. Other people have been doing it for ever. So I don't, I don't plan out names or characters or a plot or storyline, whatever you want to call it. I don't plan anything like that out. I have something that I'm inspired by and then I just write. And whatever happens, happens. Because to me, it's like I'm reading the story, not writing it, and that's what makes it exciting for me, and that's how I've actually been able to finish anything. So I I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks filled with unfinished stories, and a lot of them start off really, really, really good. And I've let my friends read them, and they've all love them. They're like, oh my god, I can't wait to, to read more. I can't wait until this is actually done. And then I never finish it because I already know what's going to happen. I planned it all out and now I'm bored with it and I don't want to do it anymore. So this writing style of mine that's not unique is the one that works for me. So there's your writing tip of the day that I generally don't do in this whole encounters with darkness. It's generally just about creepy stuff that's happened to me. But we're merging all kinds of things today. And there's a point for that. So about a year ago, my dad was like, So what's the next what's I've got so many ideas, you know, I'm doing a really bad impersonation of him. But I've got so many ideas of you know, things that you could write about and it'd be really cool if you did this or it'd be really cool if you did that. And I was like, hi, I've already got I've already got an idea. I, I know what the next one's going to be about. He was like, okay, well, what is it? And I told him. Now, my parents, growing up, my parents were divorced. And it's still to this day, they're still divorced. They're not together. And that's fine. I absolutely have never been one of those kids that's like, I wish my parents were still together. It was I got two Christmases and two birthdays, and it was honestly amazing for me. I know other people have different situations, but for me, it worked out pretty good. So I was like, I don't know if, because this happened at my mom's, so I was like, I don't know if you remember ever hearing about this, but whenever I was younger, I had something that visited me in my bedroom and really scared me and just like stuck with me my whole life. And he's like, oh yeah, no, I, I don't remember. Tell me about this. So I just went into the whole descriptors that I went into with you, what it looked like. That's really what has stuck with me this entire time is what it looked like. That's what's burned into my memory and how I felt when I saw it and the fact that I couldn't scream and I wanted to scream for help. I wanted to get my mom in there and I I was just paralyzed with fear, like legit fear. Maybe I was asleep and it was a nightmare. I don't know. But anyway, so I'm telling him this, and of course I'm telling him, you know, it's probably just sleep paralysis. I've never experienced it again, so I can't really say that that's what it was. But that's from what I've read about sleep paralysis. That's kind of what it sounds like I, I went through, and it was terrifying. And he just went silent on the phone, which is awkward because my dad never gets silent. My dad always has something to say, which is like one of the most awesome traits about him is there's never a all moment and he was like your grandmother so his mom she went through the same thing and that's that's kind of that brought back a lot a lot for me see my dad's mom and me we kind of We ended on a bad note, and I never, I never apologized, and then, then she passed away. So, firsthand, I'm one of those people that have, and will continue to live with that guilt for the rest of their life. I'm telling you that if you have any type of family grudge with your parents, or your grandparents, or your aunts, or your uncles, or whatever, just let it go and talk to them, because they're they're not going to be here forever and when they're when they're gone you might not right away think about everything that you wish you would have said to them and how you wish that things would have been on a good note but it's not it's not a good feeling so enough sadness we're going to get away from that and he told me that she experienced the exact same thing that it was It was just one of the things that she had talked about growing up is that she had seen this figure and there's a reason for why a topic like this was brought up in my dad's family, but that's for another episode. Mm -hmm. Okay. So he told me that that's during this other conversation that I'm saving for another episode. She told them that she had her own experience with the the supernatural. She was the exact same age or age range that I was in when I saw it. And she saw the exact same thing. Now, this is not me hearing it from my grandmother firsthand. This is my dad telling me. But I I honestly believe him. Like, I believe that what he was saying to me is correct. That my grandmother saw the exact same thing spot on to a T hat, trench coat, complete shadow figure, everything. I, I really believe that and that's that's what got me to think that I needed to kind of dedicate this whole book to her. Not necessarily I mean because it's weird to dedicate or you know to try to highlight someone, or whatever in in your book when all you write is horror and all your stories and horribly, gruesomely, bloody, it's just kind of hard to be like, yeah, this book's for my grandmother. (laughs) Because I I don't feel like evil thoughts towards my grandmother. But my grandma was from German heritage. So I kind of, Any time that I could make the book flow towards a a German heritage type filling, I did. And that's why I got the name the Schatten, because it means the shadow. I had already planned on, like my book was going to be called something like Shadow Man or something along those lines. But because I decided in the very beginning of writing this, no, I'm going to try to find a German word and use a German word to describe you know, something that would be fitting for the title. And then I came across "shatten," which means shadow. And it was perfect. I just love the way it sounded. The "shatten." like, yeah. So I liked it. And that's how it got its name. But yeah, that pretty much sums up my ramblings of an encounters with darkness and how me and my grandmother both probably just experienced sleep paralysis, but how weird is it that apparently we experienced the same exact dream? Sleep paralysis dream? I don't know what you would call it, but it's really wild. And yeah, has anyone else, has anyone else seen The Shadow Man? you know, like I've described, and if you have, then maybe it'd be fun to read my book when it comes out on the 28th of this month, of August, August 2019, I don't know how to do these videos or podcasts, because by the time you're probably listening to this, I'm probably like 80 years old already, or dead, who knows, God, I hope I'm not dead, that's another one of my big fears, bad juju, I've just cursed myself. I hope I didn't curse myself. Alright, everyone, stay creepy. Bye.